Section 12 of Aspects of Love, an Anthology. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison. The Sonnets by William Shakespeare. A hundred and twenty-one. Tis better to be vile than vile esteemed, when not to be receives reproach of being, and the just pleasure lost which is so deemed not by our feeling, but by others seeing. For why should others, false adulterate eyes, give salutation to my sportive blood, or on my frailties why are frailer spies, which in their wills count bad what I think good? No, I am that I am, and they that level at my abusers reckon up their own. I may be straight, though they themselves be bevel. By their rank thoughts my deeds must not be shown, unless this general evil they maintain. All men are bad, and in their badness reign. A hundred and twenty-two thy gift thy tables are within my brain full charactered with lasting memory which shall above that idle rank remain beyond all date even to eternity or at the least so long as brain and heart have faculty by nature to subsist till each to raised oblivion yield his part of thee thy record never can be missed that poor attention could not so much hold, nor need I tallies thy dear love to score. Therefore to give them from me was I bold, to trust those tables that receive thee more, to keep an adjunct to remember thee, were to import forgetfulness in me. A hundred and twenty-three. No time thou shalt not boast that I do change, thy pyramids built up with newer might, to me are nothing novel, nothing strange, they are but dressings of a former sight. Our dates are brief, and therefore we admire what thou dost foist upon us that is old, and rather make them born to our desire than think that we before have heard them told. Thy registers and thee I both defy, not wondering at the present nor the past, for thy records, and what we see doth lie, made more or less by thy continual haste. This I do vow, and this shall ever be. I will be true, despite thy scythe and thee. A hundred and twenty-four If my dear love were but the child of state, it might for fortune's bastard be unfathered, as subject to time's love or to time's hate, weeds among weeds, or flowers with flowers gathered. No, it was builded far from accident, it suffers not in smiling pomp, nor falls under the blow of thraller discontent, whereto the inviting time our fashion calls. It fears not policy, that heretic, which works on leases of short-numbered hours, but all alone stands hugely politic, 
that it nor grows with heat nor drowns with showers to this i witness call the fools of time which die for goodness who have lived for crime a hundred and twenty-five where it ought to me i bore the canopy with my extern the outward honouring or laid great bases for eternity which proves more short than waste or ruining have i not seen dwellers on form and favour lose all and more by paying too much rent for compound sweet foregoing simple savour pitiful thrivers in their gazing spent no let me be obsequious in thy heart and take thou my oblation poor but free which is not mixed with seconds knows no art but mutual render only me for thee hence thou suborned informer a true soul when most impeached stands least in thy control a hundred and twenty-six o oh, thou my lovely boy who in thy power dost hold time's fickle glass his fickle hour who hast by waning grown and therein show'st thy lover's withering as thy sweet self growest if nature's sovereign mistress overrack as thou goest onward still will pluck thee back she keeps thee to this purpose that her skill may time disgrace and wretched minutes kill yet fear her o oh, the minion of her pleasure she may detain but not still keep her treasure her audit though delayed answered must be and her quietus is to render thee a hundred and twenty-seven in the old age black was not counted fair or if it were it bore not beauty's name but now is black beauty's successive heir and beauty slandered with a bastard shame for since each hand hath put on nature's power faring the foul with art's false borrowed face sweet beauty hath no name no holy bower but is profaned if not lives in disgrace therefore my mistress eyes are raven black her eyes so suited and they mourners seem at such who not born fair no beauty lack slandering creation with a false esteem yet so they mourn becoming of their woe that every tongue says beauty should look so a hundred and twenty-eight how oft when thou my music music playest upon that blessed wood whose motion sounds with thy sweet fingers when thou gently swayest the wiry concord that mine ear confounds do i envy those jacks that nimble leap to kiss the tender inward of thy hand whilst my poor lips which should that harvest reap at the wood's boldness by thee blushing stand to be so tickled they would change their state and situation with those dancing chips o'er whom thy fingers walk with gentle gait making dead wood 
more blessed than living lips since saucy jacks so happy are in this give them thy fingers me thy lips to kiss a hundred and twenty-nine the expense of spirit in a waste of shame is lust in action and till action lust is perjured murderous bloody full of blame savage extreme rude cruel not to trust enjoyed no sooner but despised straight past reason hunted and no sooner had past reason hated as a swallowed bait on purpose laid to make the taker mad mad in pursuit and in possession so had having and in quest to have extreme a bliss in proof and proved a very woe before a joy proposed behind a dream all this the world well knows yet none knows well to shun the heaven that leads men to this hell a hundred and thirty my mistress eyes are nothing like the sun coral is far more red than her lips red if snow be white why then her breasts are done if hairs be wires black wires grow on her head i have seen roses damasked red and white but no such roses see i in her cheeks and in some perfumes is there more delight than in the breath that from my mistress reeks i love to hear her speak yet well i know that music hath a far more pleasing sound i grant i never saw a goddess go my mistress when she walks treads on the ground and yet by heaven i think my love as rare as any she belied with false compare a hundred and thirty-one thou art as tyrannous so as thou art as those whose beauties proudly make them cruel for well thou knowest to my dear doting heart thou art the fairest and most precious jewel yet in good faith some say that thee behold thy face hath not the power to make love groan to say they err i dare not be so bold although i swear it to myself alone and to be sure that is not false i swear a thousand groans but thinking on thy face one on another's neck do witness bear thy black is fairest in my judgment's place in nothing art thou black save in thy deeds and thence this slander as i think proceeds a hundred and thirty two thine eyes i love and they as pitying me knowing thy heart torment me with disdain have put on black and loving mourners be looking with pretty ruth upon my pain and truly not the morning sun of heaven better becomes the grey cheeks of the east nor that full star that ushers in the even doth half that glory to the sober west as those two morning eyes become thy face oh let it then as well beseem thy heart to mourn for me since morning doth thee grace and soothe thy pity like in every part then will i swear beauty herself is black and all they foul that thy complexion lack 
A hundred and thirty-three. Beshrew that heart that makes my heart to groan, for that deep wound it gives my friend and me. Is it not enough to torture me alone, but slave to slavery my sweetest friend must be? Me from myself thy cruel eye hath taken, and my next self thou harder hast engrossed, of him, myself, and thee I am forsaken, a torment thrice threefold thus to be crossed. Prison my heart in thy steel bosom's ward, but then my friend's heart let my poor heart bail. Whoe'er keeps me, let my heart be his guard, thou canst not then use rigour in my jail, and yet thou wilt, for I being pent in thee, perforce am thine, and all that is in me. A hundred and thirty-four. So, now I have confessed that he is thine, and I myself am mortgaged to thy will. Myself I'll forfeit, so that other mine thou wilt restore to be my comfort still. But thou wilt not, nor he will not be free, for thou art covetous, and he is kind. He learned but surety-like to write for me, under that bond that him as fast doth bind. The statute of thy beauty thou wilt take, thou usurer that puttest forth all to use, and sue a friend came debtor for my sake, so him I lose through my unkind abuse. Him have I lost, thou hast both him and me, he pays the whole, and yet am I not free. A hundred and thirty-five. Whoever hath her wish, thou hast thy will, and will to boot, and will in overplus. More than enough am I that vex thee still, to thy sweet will, making addition thus. Wilt thou, whose will is large and spacious, not once vouchsafe to hide my will in thine? Shall will in others seem right gracious, And in my will no fair acceptance shine? The sea, all water, yet receives rain still, And in abundance addeth to his store. So thou, being rich in will, Add to thy will one will of mine, To make thy large will more. Let no unkind no fair beseechers kill, Think all but one, and me in that one will. A hundred and thirty-six. If thy soul check thee, that I come so near, Swear to thy blind soul that I was thy will, And will thy soul knows is admitted there, Thus far for love my love suit sweet fulfil. Will, will fulfil, the treasure of thy love, I fill it full with wills, and my will one, in things of great receipt, with ease we prove, among a number one is reckoned none, then in the number let me pass untold, though in thy store's account I one must be, for nothing hold me, so it please thee hold, that nothing me a something sweet to thee make but my name thy love and love that still and then thou lovest me for my name is will
137. Thou blind fool love, what dost thou to mine eyes, that they behold and see not what they see? They know what beauty is, see where it lies, yet what the best is, take the worst to be. If eyes, corrupt by over-partial looks, be anchored in the bay where all men ride, why of eyes falsehood hast thou forged looks, whereto the judgment of my heart is tied? Why should my heart think that a several plot, which my heart knows the wide world's commonplace, or mine eyes seeing this, say this is not to put bare truth upon so foul a face? In things right true my heart and eyes have erred, and to this false plague are they now transferred. 138. When my love swears that she is made of truth, I do believe her, though I know she lies, that she might think me some untutored youth, unlearned in the world's false subtleties, thus vainly thinking that she thinks me young, although she knows my days are past the best, simply I credit her false-speaking tongue on both sides thus is simple truth suppressed but wherefore says she not she is unjust and wherefore say not i that i am old oh a love's best habit is in seeming trust and age in love loves not to have years told therefore i lie with her and she with me and in our faults by lies we flattered be a hundred and thirty-nine. Oh, call not me to justify the wrong that thy unkindness lays upon my heart. Wound me not with thine eye, but with thy tongue. Use power with power, and slay me not by art. Tell me thou lovest elsewhere, but in my sight, dear heart, forbear to glance thine eye aside. What needst thou wound with cunning, when thy might is more than my oppressed defence can bide? let me excuse thee ah my love well knows her pretty looks have been mine enemies and therefore from my face she turns my foes that they elsewhere might doubt their injuries yet do not so but since i am near slain kill me outright with looks and rid my pain a hundred and forty be wise as thou art cruel do not press my tongue-tied patience with too much disdain, lest sorrow lend me words, and words express the manner of my pity-wanting pain. If I might teach thee wit, better it were, though not to love, yet love to tell me so, as testy sick men, when their deaths be near, no news but health from their physicians know. For if I should despair, I should grow mad, and in my madness might speak ill of thee, now this ill-resting world is grown so bad mad slanderers by mad ears believed be that i may not be so nor thou belied bear thine eyes straight though thy proud heart go wide end of section twelve